Thank you for tuning into the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. On tonight's episode, I'm going to cover some players to buy before your trade deadlines to help your team's playoff push. There's so many different options in every league that it's impossible to cover every player I would want to acquire, so I'm really just going to focus on the ones that have a little stink on their name right now and that we can get a little bit cheaper than maybe they're worth. It's not all going to be garbage players or anything like that, but uh, you know, just somebody that you might be able to get a little bit cheaper right now. So let's dive in. The first player is Dalvin Cook. Obviously, huge name in Dynasty, but he's getting older. We know how Dynasty players feel uh, when a running back starts getting a little bit older. He's hurt every year. You know, he misses a couple games at the very least. But the big thing with Dalvin this year is his 2.2% touchdown rate. He had a 5.2% touchdown rate in 2019 and a 5.1% rate in 2020. So more than double what he's doing right now. And it shows, you know, he's not giving you those week winning, season winning type games. And, you know, it, it's it's showing. And I'm hearing a lot of podcasts talking about, you know, I'd, I'd sell Dalvin Cook and go get a DeAndre Swift or, you know, go get a Jonathan Taylor or whoever it may be. And just because of those rumblings, I think now might be the time to go get Cook for your competing team. And possibly win a championship. Because I would expect those touchdowns to come back a little bit here in the second part of the season. And if you look at the other top running backs, you see DeAndre Swift has a 3.2% rate. Najee has a 3%. Kamara has 3.9%. Jonathan Taylor has 6.7%. Joe Mixon has a 5.4% rate. You know, those are your top running backs. And... Cook's right up there in every other metric except for the touchdowns. Uh, you know, we've seen him get stuffed on the one-yard line a few times, get stopped on the one-yard line. That's why we call it touchdown variance. It's not going to be sticky week to week, but you ex- just expect it to g- uh, regress back to the mean, you know, throughout the season. And the reason why I say that is because Dalvin has had the six most weighted opportunities per game this season and the fifth most over the last four weeks. The workload is there. He's healthy as of right now. Knock on wood. And this is probably the cheapest workhorse running back that you'll be able to get for your playoff push. Because the rest of them are, you know, like the ones I just talked about, they are producing. They are scoring the touchdowns. And so, and, and you know, a lot of them are, are younger. And so it's not going to be as difficult to get Dalvin right now because somebody is like, hey, I want to get this guy off my team because he's falling off. He's 25 years old. I, I couldn't possibly have him on my team any longer. For the next one, I have a duo of players. I have Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt. And I get it. I've talked about buying Baker all season. Uh, it hasn't really worked out yet. But the reason why I keep talking about Baker is because he's still standing out in a lot of the important, most important metrics for QBs. Big-time throws, turnover-worthy plays, expected points added, completion uh, percentage over-expected. Everything looks pretty good for Baker except for, once again, touchdowns. But here's the thing. He's missing one of his most important pieces, which is Kareem Hunt. 
you know, we know that that wide receiver core is depleted. It's not great. You have a, you have the corpse of Jarvis Landry. He, he's not healthy. His, you know, he's having knee issues. The rest of the guys are basically practice squad players that, you know, are, are acting like they should be on an NFL roster. And he's always had that dump off valve to Kareem Hunt. And it just hasn't been there. And I love me some Nick Chubb, but he's not the receiver that Kareem Hunt is. And so I really do think that Hunt coming back is going to be the boost for this offense that they need. And, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It's not like all of a sudden Baker's going to throw for five touchdowns a game or anything like that. But he's been throwing for one touchdown a game. If he just goes to two touchdowns a game, if they get down to the goal line and, you know, it's, it's third down and instead of doing some play that doesn't work to Jarvis Landry or, you know, to Austin Hooper, if they just do a little dump off pass to Kareem Hunt and he runs it off, runs it in and, and scores a touchdown, that's an extra six points, four points, whatever, depending on your league for Baker. And that can be the difference between being a low-end QB2 and being a high-end QB2 or even a low-end QB1. I'm not saying that Baker's going to necessarily win you your season, but I also see you know, the, the state of people's teams. I have people asking me all the time, you know, should I start this guy or this guy, or, you know, should I start Daniel Jones and blah, blah, blah. I'm not starting Daniel Jones. Um, you know, I get that he has the rushing upside and everything, but I'd much rather start Baker. And I really do think that hunt coming back is going to be the difference for him. And I really think that hunt can be a buy low too. Now I will admit, uh, buying low on hunt was probably something we should have done a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I apologize for not really thinking of that beforehand, but it just popped in my head this week. I'm like, man, Hunt's coming back. This really could be good for uh, for this offense. And uh, you know, you can probably get Baker for like a second, maybe a second plus. Uh, you know, his value is just tanked. You know, people think that he's going to be replaced by Case Keenum. They think that the Browns are giving up on him and all this stuff. We see it time and time again, and then the teams don't give up on these players, and you know, everything's fine. Or even worst case scenario, they do give up on Baker. It's not like he's gonna go be a backup for the Browns. Like he would move on and he would go somewhere else and be a starter there. He is a starting caliber QB, and I expect him to be that for years to come. So go get Baker cheap. Go get Hunt cheap. I mean, honestly, they might be about the same price at this point. Like I said, Hunt coming back. Has probably moved his price up a little bit, but I still probably think you can get him for like a second plus. And uh, I'd probably be willing to pay it at this point with uh, the injuries and, and bye weeks that we all have either here or coming up. You know, he, he might be the kind of depth piece that you need just to make sure that you're good to go for the playoffs. The next player is CH, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And it's hilarious. It's another one where people really thought that Darrell Williams was going to go and steal CH's job because of how he had looked the previous three weeks or so. And it's just hilarious. But CH came right back, not even being 100% healthy, to a 60.9% opportunity share and was fifth in expected points added in week 11. It wasn't the biggest, best game ever or anything like that, but you know he was easily a running back two and was probably I didn't actually look at it but he was probably a back end running back one uh for last week and the thing is CH became the most hated player in fantasy at the beginning of the season but I really think that had a lot to do with our expectations for the Chiefs and what their offense was going to be doing 
now that those expectations have changed, we can be happy with the low-end RB1, high-end RB2 with the guaranteed workload. You might not think that CH is the most talented running back in the world, but he's going to be guaranteed a workload for at least the next two years, assuming health, but we have to assume that for any running back. And as that offensive line gets better, assuming, hoping (laughs) that the offensive line gets better, as they figure out whatever issues they're having right now, I think that he really can become a buy low target that can really produce for you for the next few years. And no, you know, he's, he's not ever going to be Jonathan Taylor. If you expected him to be Jonathan Taylor, then, you know, something was wrong there in that process, but he can be a solid running back for your squad. And I don't know how you can look at this season and see what's happened with running backs and not say, I want that guy who's, who has that guaranteed workload on my team regardless of how you feel about him as a player. I'd bet you can get a CH for a late first, and you might even be able to do it for like a player in a second, which obviously would be more ideal. Uh, but worst case scenario, if you have to throw a first at somebody and go get CH, you know, there's not too many other running backs that you're going to be able to get that kind of workload from for like a late first. Uh, obviously, if you're going into the playoffs, that's what you have is a late first. So, I, I would do that. Once again, I would rather do the player in a second, but uh, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do if you can't make it work. The next player is Miles Gaskin. And I know, I know, it sounds gross, but that's what makes this one so easy. People hate Miles Gaskin. They hate the Dolphins' offense. They think that he's worthless, and that's why you're able to go get him so cheap. And the thing is, his role's only grown throughout the season. And you might say, oh, that's because Malcolm Brown got hurt. Now they've brought in Philip Lindsay. Well, that's even better because you know that you can use that to your advantage. They just brought in Philip Lindsay. He might lose his job. He's not going to lose his job to Philip fucking Lindsay. Like it's just not gonna happen. Lindsay has been god awful the entire season, the last couple seasons. That's the reason why he got cut in the first place uh, from the Broncos. Then now he's got cut by the worst one of the worst teams in the NFL. And yeah, he got brought in as a depth piece, but just like uh, Savan Ahmed, he's going to be a depth piece. He might mix in, he might get some touches there and there. He probably will, but that's fine. But what we've been seeing from Gaskin is he's averaging 16.4 weighted opportunities over the last month. That's very high, especially for a guy that you can probably get for like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe trade a player like a LaVisca Chenault or a Gabe Davis, somebody that's getting a little bit of hype right now because people think that his role is going to change, but they're not good. They're just not good. Trade that kind of player. Don't even trade a pick. Um, you know, and obviously that's just two examples, but you can trade so many of those types of players. Go get you a Miles Gaskin and have that running back depth. Like I said, that offensive line is terrible, so we can't expect huge games from Gaskin. But with the injuries, the bye weeks, and and, and even the COVID outs that we're dealing with, having a player like Gaskin on your bench that you can throw in there, you know, in worst case scenario or whatever, is going to be or can be the difference between you making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, winning a championship, not winning, all that. Uh, I'd definitely be looking at getting Gaskin. In fact, I used Gaskin last week in a a couple matchups, and one of those matchups I ended up winning by uh, less than a point. And, uh, you know, that might be the difference between me making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. And, you know, that those are the kind of players that can help you get through the season. 
Now the next one feels like I'm cheating a little bit because I originally planned on recording this before the Thursday night games or the Thursday games, but it's Josh Reynolds. And I saw when he got cut by Tennessee, went over to the Lions, you know, I kind of, it kind of piqued my interest. Now I already had Reynolds in, in quite a few places, but obviously I checked my lineups. I checked, you know, any waivers to see if he was available. And I added him in a couple spots because that wide receiver core is just garbage. I mean, it's just terrible. Um, and Ross St. Brown isn't a thing, <laughs> or at least he's not going to be a thing for years to come. Uh, he, he just, I don't know, it doesn't look right. Khalif Raymond is like 5'6", or <laughs> something like that. You know, like he's a fun gadget player, uh, and, and he's actually kind of been leading the team. But he's not... He's not like a stud wide receiver or anything like that. And so, I, I, like I said, it piqued my interest. He came over in his first week of actually playing. And he led the team in targets and air yards. But it didn't show up in the box score because they had Tim Boyle at the helm. I believe he had three targets, no catches, and like .8 points or something like that. Uh, I think he had a rush. But then Goff comes back this week. And just like that, Reynolds is relevant. Now, don't get me wrong, this is another one. I'm not like overly excited about Josh Reynolds. I don't want to be starting Reynolds if I have to, but he's also the kind of player that you can plug and play into your lineups with the injuries. I mean, think about all the wide receivers that we have out right now. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, and the list goes on and on. We just, sometimes you need to be able to throw, especially those leagues where you have to start three wide receivers, sometimes you need to be able to throw in a Josh Reynolds or a player like that into your lineup and just hope eight points, you know, hope he scores a touchdown, get 15 points, you know, <laughs> get, get uh 14, 15 points, whatever. Those are the kind of players that you need. And I bet you can get Reynolds for extremely cheap, even after this week. Um, although, you know, once again, last week would have been the, the way to go. Or if I'd put this pot out when I wanted to, uh, that would have definitely been the way to go and, and get them extremely cheap or maybe even for free. I'd send a third for Reynolds and just, you know, hope for the best. If somebody wants more than that, you know, they can they can keep them. But, you know, send a third, have that depth, and, and you know, make your playoff push. And then the last one is Tyler Lockett. Now, we all know the connection that Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have. And you can even see it the past couple of weeks. The problem is Russ can't throw right now. He's just not, he's obviously not 100%. That finger is, is messing with his throwing motion. You can see every ball is going like 10 yards, sailing 10 yards past the receiver. I don't know if it's his release or, or what, but it's just it doesn't feel right. But it feels like one of those things where it's going to be a problem until it isn't. You know, whenever, whenever his finger starts feeling good enough, you know, maybe it won't be perfect, but it'll get better. When he's able to put the right amount of touch or he even just gets used to having to throw a different way or whatever it may be, we could see Lockett being a, uh, a playoff winner, a league winner uh, down the stretch because he's essentially been the wide receiver one on that team this year. Um, and, you know, last year he dealt with some injuries. Uh, as far as I know, he's healthy this year. And obviously he was standing out in the beginning of the season before Russ got hurt. And then, of course, Russ gets hurt, and you know he's still been decent, but he hasn't really been uh, like a league winner or anything like that. I think if Russ is able to get healthy over the next couple of weeks, that Lockett could really be uh, a guy that you really want to have in your lineup over the, the course of the playoffs and, and could be the difference in, in you winning your championship or not. 
And honestly, I think you could go get them for like a couple seconds or, or something equivalent to that. Somebody that's overperforming right now, like a Dawson Knox or something like that. Go get go get Tyler Lockett for a player like that, uh, you know, or something right around there. Even if you have to add a little bit to it, uh, and I think it, it could really be the difference for you. Now that'll do it for this week's buys. Um, I was gonna do some sells as well, but honestly, I'm I'm trying to focus on on helping people win the championships right now, and not so much on you know, rebuilding and, and things like that. We have an entire off season to, to cover those things. Uh, and honestly, there's a lot of podcasts out there right now that are focusing on rebuilding and, and who you should be buying and, you know, going, go get 23 first and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you, if you're in rebuild mode already, maybe this isn't going to be the pod for you over the next month or so, but uh, we're going to focus on winning some championships and helping our teams. One way that I'm doing that is with my start sit tool. I would highly recommend that you guys check that out. I've been using it. It has helped me substantially. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of good reviews and, and good feedback from people saying that it's helped them as well. You can find that on my uh, Twitter feed at dynasty coach. A the link is there. It brings you to the Patreon feed. So that might scare some people off, but it is free even on the Patreon, um, that part is free right now for the rest of the month. So go use that to set your lineups to you know help you with your toughest decisions and you know help you win those games for your playoff push. And then the other thing is uh, the the DraftKings tool that I've come up with. And uh, you know once again uh, I've been using it; it's been great. I've been uh, winning some money, and and that's been nice. Uh, now that is not free, but uh, you know that is part of the Patreon as well. It's only a, a few bucks a month, and you're able to to get access to all the rankings, all the tools. Uh, you know, Patreon or the the DraftKings tool, the Start Set tool, all that kind of stuff uh, will be available. So check out the Patreon and let's win some ships. But for now, I'm cashing out. <music>